Welcome to the Essential Stepmom Podcast, your source of unconventional advice and support for the womanly art of raising someone else's kids. I'm Tracy, and I'm doing my best to pop in here during the time I said I would be on hiatus because I'm rolling out the Undeletable Dad podcast too. Anyway, there are over a hundred episodes here to keep you busy if I can't get a new one in every week. Dig around. There's lots of good stuff here. The content of today's podcast is kind of time sensitive. Well, not really, but sort of. I'm bringing this to you because it's about the end of parental alienation. And something is coming up this week that you have to know about if you're dealing with this problem in your life. And I'm talking really about the dads dealing with parental alienation here. If you're a mom being alienated from your own kids, my heart absolutely goes out to you. It sucks in every possible way. I also know some happy stories from people in my life. I have a friend who just heard from her son for the first time in 10 years and an aunt who reconnected with her son after 25 years of not seeing him or speaking to him, if you can believe that. And they're just as happy as clams. But I'm afraid that I don't have any advice for the moms among us who are, who are being kept away from their kids. What I have for your partner, if he is the parent who's being alienated, is not just advice, but an actual solution. It's the way to make it just stop. It's a way to get off that runaway train. You don't have to take that ride. So listen up and share this with your guy if he's having trouble with his kids who want to call him by his first name or who spend the whole visit on the phone with their mom or maybe who have said that they don't want to come over anymore. This is a code red. It's a cry for help. And if he responds in the right way, it will all be over soon. So thanks for helping me get the word out. Before I get into the podcast that I did for the guys, I want to just say a few words about parental alienation syndrome, because I'm not sure that it's absolutely clear to everyone what that means. Like, how do you know that that's happening? What are the signs you could be looking for? Because we all know that kids can be rude and disrespectful to their parents even if they're not divorced, right? They can be withdrawn and uncommunicative. They can only want to be with their friends. They can blow off important family functions, all that stuff. But when a child says that they want to cut off all contact and not visit anymore, that's a sign of alienation. It means that they're so uncomfortable with this situation it would be easier on them to not have to do it. And then you have to ask yourself what that discomfort is all about, especially when dad is really making an effort. If he's pawning off his responsibilities onto the stepmom, then I don't blame a kid for holding his feet to the fire. But if he's an engaged, interested parent, that just wouldn't ever happen by itself. Even kids who dislike their father still want his approval. And even ones who have been really physically abused, those kids still want to keep trying to get the love that they know they deserve. 
So keep that in mind as we explore how to turn this ship around and stop parental alienation once and for all. Do you remember that movie, The Princess Bride? It's a, a Rob Reiner movie from the late 80s. Um, it's completely iconic, wonderful, wonderful uh, kind of mythological comedy. But anyway, the, the, the main characters are Wesley and Buttercup in this story. And at one point, they have to go through the fire swamp. And the fire swamp is a place full of unexpected death-defying challenges. There are these unpredictable blasts of fire that jump up from the ground that they have to, you know, constantly jump out of the way of. And there are giant rodents the size of wild boars that attack them. And, and there's quicksand and it just seemingly doesn't end. But that's, for me, it's like an analogy of going through parental alienation. And my husband went through this fire swamp for like 10 years. For 10 years, he got burned and scraped and covered in mud. And then one day after both of his, his two younger kids, anyway, after they had finally moved here, I, I woke up one morning and I felt like we had come out the other side of the fire swamp, just like in the movie. You know, I felt like I was standing in the light at the end of the tunnel. And apart from feeling like a huge weight had been lifted off my shoulders, I remember, I remember really trying to go into the idea of like, how did he do it? Like, how did he withstand that amount of ongoing rage and self-pity and shame without, you know, without collapsing, without giving into it? I know that one thing that he did that was unbelievably important to him was meditation and I highly recommend any kind of meditation practice that you might choose to get into I, in his case it happens to be vipassana meditation that's the kind that we're both into but really I know that every kind of meditation is helpful but there were a lot of other things that he did um, you know specific strategies and bits and pieces and I really over time, I really took it apart and tried to analyze all of that so that I could understand what it was. And my hope was to kind of codify all of that to make it useful to other people. And then, of course, I also tested my theory to make sure that it wasn't bullshit. Like, do other families do these things? Does it really work? And after I had that piece locked in, then I turned it into a method and I kept refining it to make it work better and better and also faster because the clock is ticking and your kids aren't getting any younger and it goes by fast. The crux of what I know about this is that you need a shift of consciousness to beat parental alienation. You have to be able to learn to see your fears in a new light. Here's a taste of what I'm talking about. You can see that your kids are brainwashed, right? You can see that they're being fed lies about you. They're being told that you're useless or you're not a good enough father or you're responsible for the divorce or whatever. And you want to say, that's not true. That's not who I am. But I'll tell you something. You're lying to yourself about yourself too. 
That's something that you share with your kids. You're being lied to. You can't tell because the voice in your head that's lying to you sounds like it's telling the truth. It's telling you that you couldn't bear it if your ex got more than 50% or 60% or whatever custody limit makes you fall deep into shadow. That voice tells you that others will know and they'll look at you differently and you imagine what they'll say about you and how they'll judge you. And you think about what your ex and your kids say about you when you're not there. And you tell yourself how it's not fair. And you think you need to hire someone to make this problem go away. Like, if you hire someone strong enough, they'll do this job that you're not strong enough to do for yourself. It's all lies. Your self-worth belongs to you. That's why it's called self-worth. As long as you don't turn your back on yourself, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks you're worth. It's all relative. Let them think what they like. I can feel you shrinking there. You're saying, I can't let them think whatever they want. I don't want people talking shit about me. But here's the thing. You're not really afraid of some future event happening. You're afraid of the feeling that it's going to produce in you. You're afraid that you can't survive a certain feeling like rejection or isolation or humiliation. And you've forgotten that feelings are just feelings. They're sensations in your body and nothing more. The problem is the story you tell yourself about the feeling. And that's something that you can learn to control You can stop telling yourself a story about how you're useless or not good enough or that it's all your fault. You can stop gaslighting yourself. You get to take control. You get to decide what you tell yourself. You can choose to speak truth to yourself or you can keep believing the default lies you tell. Everyone's inner voice is lying to them 24-7, not just you. This is the work of mastering your emotions. It's not those anger management courses you hear about. That's about regulating the expression of your emotions. I'm talking about really mastering your emotions, learning how to stop building your life around your fears. What does that mean, building your life around your fears? Here's an example. Let's say that feeling out of control freaks you out. So you paper over that by becoming a control freak. You just control every situation you're in. It looks strong to other people. But your power is all tied up in that fear of losing control. If you ever get really triggered about not being in control, you either blow a gasket or you withdraw and close yourself off. And the problem is that anyone who can see through your tough exterior has got you by the balls. Even your kids can smell that kind of fear. That's how they get you wrapped around their finger. It's like blackmail. You need some kind of opportunity to practice looking your fear in the eyes and saying, you are a mirage. This fear is an illusion. I can endure this feeling. It's uncomfortable. So who gives a shit? uncomfortable. 
You would do anything for your kids. You'd run across hot coals for them in a second. But unless you can see what makes you really, really uncomfortable and say, I'll do that for my kids, I'll look like an asshole. I don't care. I'll look like a pussy. I don't care. I'll look like I'm selfish. I don't care. That's the challenge of the fire swamp. New triggers pop up every minute, and you have to face them. You tell yourself the truth over and over, that no one and nothing has power over you. And you stop believing the lie that you're not okay without the approval of others. This is how you liberate your true power as a father. This is where the magnetism comes from. That's where you draw your kids towards you. You keep them tuned to your frequency. This is the work we'll do in Legacy Mastermind. This is an opportunity for you to put an end to the parental alienation that's sucking the joy out of your life and threatening the healthy development of your kids. It stops when you don't accept it. When you have boundaries that just keep it out. When you take responsibility for showing your kids who you really are. And that means figuring it out for yourself too. I know that about 80% of you are dealing with some degree of parental alienation. So let's say maybe 20% of you have it bad enough that you really need to do something about it. If that's true, I should be hearing from 25 or 30 of you. And there's only room for six around the table. You have to apply to get in, because it's important to me that all the participants have a compatible energy. Each one of you is going to amplify the progress of the others. That's how it works in this kind of container. And there's a significant fee to get in. You have to ante up to sit at this table. You have to bet on yourself. You can't just come along for the ride and watch the others do the hard work. You have to be all in. And the first challenge is making the investment in yourself. You know it's true. It's all riding on you. Nobody can stop you from being alienated but you. Not your lawyer. Not the judge in your fantasy who sees the truth and rips her a new one right there in the courtroom for everyone to see. Not some specialized therapist who will magically convince your child that you're actually a really good guy and not your child themselves. Because seriously, don't you sometimes just wish that your kid would tell your ex to stop bullying you? Can you see how not okay that is? In what universe is a child responsible for saving their father? There's no legend in that. That's not what you want. When you find yourself visualizing that scene, stop yourself and say, no, it's not my child's job to drag him or herself out of this burning house. I will do it. I will do whatever it takes. I don't care what I have to sacrifice. I don't care how much discomfort it costs me. Nothing matters more to me than mastering my emotions. If that rings true for you, you should be grabbing this opportunity with both hands. It starts this Tuesday, February 15th. Shoot me a message at tracy at undeletabledad.com and we'll set up a call. 
Thanks for listening, stepmoms. You're the ones who shine your flashlights out into the dark reaches of the internet looking for solutions to this problem. And I know what that's like. I'm married to a wonderful man who would sooner jump into a vat of boiling oil than ask for directions. But he will watch instructional videos. So I'm hoping that your guy will be up for that too. Or at least a podcast. And I do have some actual videos on YouTube, by the way. They're on the Undeletable Dad channel. I really hope that your partner will take a giant step forward towards creating a calmer, more secure, less conflicted environment for his kids to thrive in. He can do it. But you already know that, right? See you next time.